I'm Steve. And this is Fish Out of Water, a podcast for epileptics by epileptics who are not medical professionals. Yeah. How I you... feel like we just caught up. <laughs> yeah, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. You were at kickboxing on uh, Tuesday. You were there. Was I? Weren't you? Possibly. No, you weren't. I'm thinking of a different I, time. I don't feel like I've been at kickboxing no, all been... week. Um, and this is my memory, folks. Uh, <laughs> Apparently it's mine, too. Yeah, my memory is absolute dog poo-poo. I, it's fossilized <laughs> shit. Yeah. Okay, we were talking about fossilized poop, and it has a name. It's coprolite. <laughs> For those that are geeks like me that love that kind of interesting information. Yeah. It's actually one of the best ways to find out what things ate many, many years ago. Yeah. Steve and I decided just to chat for a little while and somehow fossilized crap came up and we talked about that for like two minutes. Yeah, well, it's a very interesting topic. Well, sure, it's a not necessarily a not so fun fact. It was an actual interesting fact that didn't. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you think you're picking up a rock, folks, and you're really just picking up somebody's old poop. I remember my old cat, Oni. Mm. Okay, when he got older, he died when he was like 18. That's pretty um, good for a cat, though. I know, right? A diabetic, obese cat. Yeah. Arthritic, yeah. diabetic, obese cat living to 18. He uh, he started pooping in like the corner in the front room by the loft. And we didn't realize he was doing that until one day Harry comes up and he's holding what I thought was a rock. And he's like giving oh, God. it to me. <laughs> Harry's like, two? <laughs> If that, and I'm like, oh, thanks, buddy. And I'm like, hang on, this is really light. And then it started to crumble. I'm like, oh, I'm holding fossilized cat crap. And then I started going like, oh, my God, he's going to get toxoplasmosis. And <laughs> Ben's like, uh, the cat sits everywhere. His butthole's been all over the house. Like, it's going to yeah. have... I mean, he's not eating it, so... No, no. Well, we don't know that. He used to go and eat cat food. Not the cat. Like, he would... Harry would... Well, I hope the cat ate cat food. Well, yeah. Um, but we have, like, this little Tupperware thing with, like, a lift on it. And Harry used to... I remember one time just hearing it open and then crunch, crunch, crunch. And then he came in and he was like, hee, hee, hee. And then he walked away and I heard it again. I'm like, is he eating cat food? We can't get him to eat anything. And he's eating cat food are you serious i'm like gotta get your protein somehow yeah he'd be fine on that as long as he wasn't eating the uh yeah the fossilized stuff (laughs) he won't eat meat (laughs) harry will not eat meat are you serious he won't he won't do it the way we get him to have protein is greek yogurt that's weird yeah that's strange to me eat meat bacon no he will not eat new stuff what is wrong with him there's like a small list of things that he'll eat Weird. Well, he'll well, probably. It's a toddler. It's like a. Little, he's four. It's a little kid thing. There's. Like... Yeah, he'll grow out of that. I'm sure because mm-hmm. nothing tastes as good in my mind, in my limited view, uh, than like a bunch of bacon. Like you, I haven't you can had put bacon, bacon since I was eight. Oh God. It smells so good. It is so good. It smells delicious. I practically cry when I smell it. No. Technically, you're probably healthier for it. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I remember an episode of Deep Space Nine for all you geeks out there. That's Star Trek, right? Yes. I, I know. I knew it. That's something, okay? As a, anyway. Credit where credit is due. <laughs> One of the characters was asking the uh, commander uh, or telling the commander that, you know, if you eat this leaf, this this vegetable, you'll live longer. Like, it's literally like you'll live 
you know, 10 more years. And he was saying, I don't want to live 10 more years if this is all I can eat. (laughs) And that's the way I think about it. It's like, I understand there's some concerns for one thing or another. And if people want to do it, more power to you. Honestly, you're a better person than I am to be a vegetarian or even vegan, which is insanely hard to to do. But for me, I I just like the meat too much. It's it's too tasty. I just really like cheese. Cheese is good. I really like cheese, cheese is so good. I mean, I couldn't imagine not eating ice cream uh, if I was a vegan. You know, like when they I went to a vegan restaurant recently because it was Why? Uh, well because it was a well I didn't do it uh, on purpose. <laughs> Um, just wandered in <laughs> off the street. I'm hungry. It was um, Jenny, a friend of Jenny's was her birthday and she was vegan. So, of course, we're going to the restaurant that she wanted she to go to. She could eat from, yeah. And now I thought it was only vegan friendly, you know, so that it had oh. options. But no, it was pure vegan. Is that Pink Bicycle? No, it was Virtuous Pie. It's a pizza place. Oh. Now, I say pizza. I don't consider it pizza. <laughs> But I mean, it, it tasted okay, but I, I it felt like I hadn't eaten. I wasn't satisfied. Let's let's put it that way, because no. at the end, Meat everything is definitely more filling than like. And there's no else. cheese. There's no nothing like that because it's all vegan, right? Hmm. I mean, they and they even had vegan ice cream, which tasted interesting. And I will say it tasted good, but don't eat it thinking it it's ice cream. Like ice cream. It no. didn't taste like ice cream. <laughs> I have to say, like we and you know, good on the people that do that. You know. I just can't. It's like there's too many awesome foods. And if you go vegan, you you have to limit yourself to only a corner of them. And I just I honestly one day if I get the opportunity to legally and ethically eat like a human, I might do that. What the fuck? Steve? Like, no, seriously, just think about it. Like if you, I want to try everything once. Ew. Dude. No, like, I mean, like, legally, like, and ethically. So, I, I there's, like, no situation where that Hannibal is going to happen. Hannibal could talk, it in, talk you into it, huh? Yeah, someone could talk oh, you into geez. it. Oh, jeez. Oh, Hannibal Lecter. Like, just, just imagining I'm you having a conversation the... with him. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> shall we uh, carry on with the episode today? Yeah, let's actually talk about, you know, what the theme of this episode being. What, what or is not, the theme? Uh, we're talking about diets today well the diet of a fish like things to steer away from or uh things that personally we do things that can help you not have seizures if only it were that easy kind of thing yeah but of course we still have our corners of course so i'm on famous fellow fish today Mm -hmm. and i went with someone fictional so did you read lord of the flies by I did. William Golding. Okay. In high school. Full disclosure, I read it in high school as well, and I hated it. Mm. There aren't many books that I hate. There are two books that I hate. Lord of the Flies and <laughs> Catcher in the Rye. I hate these books. People are like, oh, I hate all these books. They're so great. And I'm like, no, they're really not. Anyway, that's just me. But um, there's a character named Simon mm-hmm. in Lord of the Flies, and he experiences intense hallucinations, especially when he listens to a severed pig's head. Oh, spoiler alert to anyone that hasn't read this. But uh, you don't need to read it because oh, I it's think crap. Every No, it's it's not a bad book, but the thing is, <laughs> is that they force everybody to read it. It's, it's that it's forced uh, upon you. Yeah. yeah, it's like so many of the books in high school where they... Like these days, uh, I've been listening to some of the people that have kids and whatnot, and... 
in school and they don't force people as often anymore to read that. They'll give them kind of like a list and let them pick and things like that. And then they write reports on that. Oh, I would much prefer that. As yeah. Well. So they, read this or you fail. It like, depends which school you uh, went to. But mm. in my school, when I was a kid, you definitely had to read what they told you to read. I think it was and, my ninth grade English class that I had to read yeah, this. I, I think, think it's so. around then. That or no, 10th maybe. Anyway, um, so... I'm, I got this information off of e-notes because I, I knew this. I, I knew that Simon had epilepsy, but I didn't know how to word it. But enotes.com did. So <laughs> I'm just going to basically read you what they said. So after the Lord of the Flies confirmed Simon's theory that the beast is the inherent desire, the beast being the pig that they've mm. decapitated, is the inherent desire in each child of the island, Golding writes that Simon knew that coming on. Golding is referring to Simon's epileptic seizures where he temporarily loses consciousness and falls to the ground. So when I'm thinking when he said one of his times was like coming on, he was having an aura. Right. So that's that's how I read that. But of course, it makes we're there. Like we, we've been in Simon's medical shoes. So we mm-hmm. kind of we're not on a desert island with a bunch of kids that have a shell that are like, if you're holding the shell, you the can conch, the conch. Thank you. Yeah. And it, Jesus. Anyway, it's, a, it's so, an actual type of shell. It's a specific yeah, type. Yeah, still know it all. <laughs> it's a conch. Like, don't call it a shell. It's. I thought it was a conch. So. The conch. <laughs> it's a character the... out of Emperor's New Groove. That's what it's called. Okay. Listen to the conch, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, okay, so when Simon is first introduced in the novel, he faints in front of all of the boys. Simon's epilepsy is one of the several character traits that associate him with spiritual leaders and prophets mm-hmm. and who have profound knowledge of humanity nature and the universe because there are so many prophets or people like uh, prophet of Islam, Muhammad, reportedly experienced hallucinations and seizures and then of course there's like Joan of Arc who you spoke Mm -hmm. about. Um, So there are so many people who are like, oh, so seizures... Seizure people. Seizure people. Seizure people. Seizure people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to call... We'll change the, we'll honestly, change we the should... podcast name to seizure people, seizure people Out of Water. Yeah. <laughs> seizure People Out of Water. It makes no sense, but it sounds so much better. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll be like, well, I got to listen to that. <laughs> Get our audience up. Yeah. So we're either like prophets and can speak to God or we're, you know... Antichrists who are yeah, I mean, who are possessed like think, last week's episode. I think the uh, choice for that is just made at the time. It's like oh, the person's flopping around and they say weird stuff and they're seeing weird stuff and hearing weird stuff. Uh, are they evil or are they good? I'm going to pretend they're good today and uh, yes. yeah, let's let's give them a whole bunch of stuff and listen to everything they say. Yeah, or, basically. Uh, yeah, they're no, they're. Evil. <laughs> I think they're evil today. Well, today Simon's character is portrayed as a Christ-like figure throughout the novel, unlike the other boys on the island. And Simon truly understands the identity of the beast and enjoys wandering into the wilderness alone, like ancient prophets. Overall, Golding, the author, is referring to Simon's common epileptic seizures after he hallucinates and listens to the Lord of the Flies. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I actually really hated the book because there was so much like Christ, like Jesus symbolism. Yeah, there was. And having that like kind of forced, like I I got it. Like the good, the thing is that it's a common theme uh, for many people. So what you get in a lot of books, even the more generic books that not considered like must read kind of book, Mm. you get a lot of that kind of symbolism because it's an easy go to. It's an easy Mm. shorthand for writers. Oh, for sure. They're like, it'll sell. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, 
I'm, I'm pretty sure if I read it again, I would probably enjoy it. Probably. But I would be reading it for pleasure as opposed to... Having been you... forced to read it. Yeah, um, exactly. I got two interesting facts as a counter to that. Oh, okay. That are interesting. You, you might be uh, happy to know that it took him 21 different tries to go to different publishers before it got published. 21 Golding. times. He, d- he doesn't even have his phone out. Like He just knew this off the top of his head. Yeah, no, it's no. I remember this from high school, which was many 21 years ago. Twenty-one publishers. Twenty-one were publishers. Like, uh, yeah, no. No, I'm not gonna have <laughs> this like beheaded pig beast novel. Like. Yeah. The other little fact I got is actually just a little bit of my reaction because I had the same reaction you did, but not about obviously the reading because I read everything I could get my hands on back then. Oh, um, I mean, I read a ton too. Yeah, I no, I know. This. But you didn't like this particular book. What I found pressured it to like rather than actually liking for its own merit was actually North American, especially the Northwest here in Canada art. And like the, like I liked the totems, but they used to push that really hard on us in school. And I'm glad they did in hindsight. But at the time, I got really sick of it because they kept on force feeding you it. And it was one of those things where I couldn't appreciate it for its own merits. And it has a lot of merits. The stuff is beautiful. But at the time, I was resentful to school for pushing this stuff on me when I didn't want to have anything to do with it. I'm glad to have seen it now. And at like my position nowadays is it's wonderful. It's amazing art. But the yeah, the Pacific Northwest, that type of art is beautiful. But at the time, I was not appreciative at it as a kid mm-hmm. because they kind of pushed it on you. And that's how I see a lot of that stuff, like the books that they force you to read. They, I mean, the books that they force you to read do have merits. But now I think a lot of the places give you a little bit more choice. Yeah, and then there are, of course, like morals of stories and stuff. And there was so much like, yeah. bullying in Lord of the Flies with well, the character Piggy. And of that course, was high school. very intentional. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, and it so. relates to a lot of kids. So they either get a visceral strong reaction, like either good or bad. Mm-hmm. And you you got a bad one yeah but uh yeah i could see that yeah so that was a really good famous fellow fish i actually like that one yeah even though he was fictional i was wondering well, if i was pushing it well fictional is uh is okay in my books because it's what we sort of uh they might want about. to go and relate to him or something yeah exactly okay, okay. so it works for me yeah all right all right um time for a not so fun fact corner <laughs> what is your not so fun fact Okay, so this one, actually, I always try to relate it a little bit to our topic of the day. And because diets are something that we're talking about today, and diets of fish, the humankind, (laughs) uh, (laughs) most fish just eat fish food. Fish food. <laughs> no, the uh, I'm I'm going to be talking about a particular subset of seizures. Okay. And it's called reflex seizures. Reflex. Yeah. Okay. And now I'm going to talk about a specific subset of reflex seizures. Okay. Now, reflex seizures are a reflex. So you, something happens, a sound, a, and you know how some of these things can set people off sometimes. Right. If they have a particular sensitivity for whatever reason to one thing. So some people hear a certain sound, they move really fast, and then they start having an aura, then they have a seizure. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a, it's what's called a reflex seizure. So okay. people have them for all kinds of things. But I'm going to talk about a subset of that called eating epilepsy. Eating epilepsy. Yeah. And to tell you how much of a subset this is, uh, there's like been 80, 90 cases documented anyway uh-huh. within since 1970 or so. So this one's very specific and there's not going to be many fish out there that have this. Okay. But there is a few and it's about eating specifically. So this is uh, an article I got from Science Direct, uh, one of the science publications on uh, Google Scholar. You can look it up if you wish. 
This one is uh, about people that would get seizures or partial seizures when they're eating, specifically some of them with very specific food. So one of them got it with bread, any kind of bread products, and they studied them and they did all kinds of different things. And in this particular study, they had 12 patients because there's just not that many in the world. Okay. And they would get seizures based on how they ate or what they ate. How they ate this and like how much they chewed or how much. Yeah. And then specific foods. And so some of them was very, very specific. Like it was breads. Like one lady had uh, uh, would get seizures like she would get start uh, drooping and start mumbling and start uh, slurring her words and stuff after eating bread. And she would have a partial seizure basically every time she ate bread. Like my seizure? Because I'm partial. Yeah, but you're partial, but she was not getting the full, like, rigidness in the arm and things like that. Okay. It was more of more of partial loss of control. I see, where okay. The, the, the face might droop a little bit, and she would start mumbling and slurring and smacking her lips. Okay, so, so as opposed to, like, a partial seizure, it was more like part of a seizure. Well... It was well. Uh, every seizure is a seizure. Yeah, it's 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 because they're all so damn different. Mm-hmm. It's like we can subcategorize them all like this down to the fine line, but there's going to be a lot of categories then. Yeah. Effectively, it did give her a seizure, but it it affected her in very specific ways consistently. Okay. And she wouldn't go into a full grand mal on the floor, flopping around like a fish out of water but uh it was uh like the partial where you know only part of her was affected and she would lose a little bit of ability to talk and things like that anyways out of these uh 12 patients that they studied only three of them responded well to anticonvulsant medication okay and they would always have a reaction to the food even under anticonvulsant medication so only three of them did better without it or with it okay they could just not eat the food yes though and but they're looking at like if depending on what foods were setting these people off it could be a huge food group okay like if you go gluten-free for instance oh god is that actually hard yeah so three out of the 12 cases were able to get some control over with anticonvulsant medications what they also found was that altering eating habits helped in two of the cases two out of the 12 cases so yeah some people could alter what they were doing in eating and it helped but some of them it just none of this helped no anticonvulsant medication helped no alternative eating habits it was some uh, what they call a somatosensitivity so basically something you're doing is causing the effect so whether it's eating a particular type of food or some input that's happening was causing it and that's what reflex seizures are but in this particular case eating it was food huh yeah either the food type or just the act of eating wow which would be very very frustrating it would make every single i mean you couldn't even go to a restaurant no you have to be like what tube fed or something well no you could probably eat but you would have depending how bad the seizures were i guess so if Mm. you were having like just these slow partial seizures a lot of people might not even know you're having a seizure because you get those uh they can still be really dangerous it could be you driving or something as long as you don't eat and drive Mm -hmm. instead of drink and drive it's like don't eat and drive (laughs) (laughs) don't seize and drive yeah so very very it doesn't happen to many thankfully but it's a very interesting one and it's kind of on our little topic of diet so i figured it was a pretty good one yeah yeah food themed that's 
really interesting. I had no idea. So that, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, not, not you know cool. what I it's, mean. It's a fascinating fact. Yes, exactly. And fascinating facts can be uh, horrifying or enlightening. <laughs> or so. just not so fun. <laughs> yeah, not so fun. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about diets of fish. Yes, we are. The what humankind is, once again. Yes. What is your daily diet like? Your personal daily diet? Food's in front of me. I eat it. Any allergies? Nope. The only thing... Okay, so we were going to talk about things uh, no-go. So I do have a couple no-goes. Okay. And one's based on medication, and it's one that's a no-go for many people, actually, not just fish. But uh, it's going to be for a lot of people, and that's grapefruit. I was about to say that's grapefruit, 100%. Yep. Yeah. Because grapefruit, of course, is one of those fruits that they know really well affects certain kinds of medication. So many medications. It's crazy. They make it double-dose, like my sister was saying... it's, uh, it'll ca- almost cause like an overdose sort of thing. Yeah. It, and there's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, one of the ways that it affects medication is it, like, for instance, the Tegretol that I'm on, the carbamazepine, mm. is what's considered controlled release. So that means that it's designed to break down in a certain time period and release its medication, release its effects over a period of time, which right. makes sense, right? For yeah. someone that has conditions like ours, we need it covered all day. Yeah. I mean, it covers like 12 hours yeah. before you need like another dose of it. So yeah, absolutely. So the problem is that the grapefruit, what it does is it can mess with how fast it breaks down and it can make it break down very fast. So And you- your body's just like, holy fuck, no. Exactly. You get what's called a bolus or a large dose all at once, yeah. but then you're left with nothing. That's what Tylenol does to me. Right. Yeah. So grapefruit and to me, Tylenol are the same thing. Yeah. So that's one of the foods that I avoid, which is really unfortunate. You don't unfortunate. have a choice. I don't have a choice. It tastes and so good though. It tastes so good. I love grapefruit. One of these days I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to accept the seizures. I'm going to eat like 10 grapefruit and then I'll be like, okay, I'm good. You could just like get up <laughs> early in the morning before you have your meds mm-hmm. and just like, just give yourself a little while, then grapefruit it and then maybe like a couple hours later. Uh, yeah, but it may be four hours later before <laughs> you get the full. There's no safe way to do it. No, there, is, there really <laughs> isn't. You just got to accept that you're going to have a seizure that day yeah. or the next day. Yeah. Oh, my um, God. Well, it just makes me throw up. Well, ta- Tylenol, at least. Yeah. Well, that's that's more of it's a medication. Part, yeah. yeah. Now, the other one that I was thinking about for me mm-hmm. is Coca-Cola. And this isn't... What? Me- I've, I'm sure I've seen you drink Coca-Cola. No, you're Coca-Cola. a root beer, dude. Well, I'm, I was root beer, beer until I was Dr. Pepper. And Dr. Pepper is mm. my jam. Oh, I love that Why stuff. Why would you do that to yourself? It, it tastes so much better than any other. Like, I mean, even if I was had no none of these problems and I found out I like Dr. Pepper like I do, I would drink just Dr. Pepper. But the problem is it's a Pepsi-based product in the sense that it's it got picked up by Pepsi. But it doesn't taste like any other soft drink. It is well, no, its own it's thing. <laughs> it is not. It's it delicious. It's so gross. I love it. Ugh. No. Pass. Mm. Pass. Oh, my God. But you know what? But, it's really tasty. Fresca, which oh is Oh, God. It's awful. It's grapefruit. It's air. It's so it's, good. It's nasty. It, no, it's it's fake grapefruit. What? It's, it's grapefruit. Taste it. Okay. <laughs> We're going to have to just like agree to disagree. Yeah, we that, will. That these two sodas are delicious. But yeah, but the uh, Coca-Cola. <laughs> The Coca-Cola. Okay, back to get to, back to point. Right. Okay, we're back. We're back. <laughs> it will cause me a seizure. Really? But it will cause me a seizure the next day. And even if I just have a sip. Okay, how did you discover I mean. this theme? Because when I got diagnosed mm-hmm. and they said, okay, uh, we're putting you on this medication, what they originally said was you can't drink anymore. Okay. And well, now, that's a lot of 
people. That's like a lot of people. Yeah, but they it, they said basically you can't drink anymore. So I was like, well, crap, that sucks because I was still in the military. Military people tend to drink once in a while. Yeah. And so when you go out, what do you do? Well, you're the DD. You're yeah, the designated you're gonna driver. You're going to be like hashtag FOMO for the rest of your life. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah. So anyways, at that point, you know, you're always like, OK, well, I want something to drink to do if nothing else. I'm like, I'm no longer having a good time. So, yeah, whatever. And so you go up. And you ask for like a a Coke or something like that. And then I would have a seizure the next day, uh, Hmm. about 10 hours, roughly 10 hours later. And then, you know, you do it again and you have a seizure next day. He's like, is it because I was out all night or I'm no longer drinking? So is it just because I'm out all night or like what's going on? And so I started testing it specifically. I got my ears came up and I'm like, hmm, this seems interesting. So I would drink a Coke and the next day I would expect it. And lo and behold, I'd have a seizure. And I found out specifically just Coca-Cola, whatever's in it. It's in the recipe. And I've checked the recipe versus other recipes. 90% of it is exactly the same as every other pop on the planet mm-hmm. right you got your fructose sucrose caffeine certainly doesn't i drink coffee like a madman yeah, um, usually the ice caps and things like that but yeah i drink that so that doesn't affect me in fact they found that caffeine can actually help people with seizures sometimes uh-huh. that's another little side didn't know fact. that sometimes if you like uh if you edit that out that can be your not so fun fact <laughs> yeah that's true that's a different one but yeah and so i found out specifically whatever it is in it probably one of those quote-unquote natural flavors <laughs> that, that they uh, put in there it causes me seizures huh. so i basically had natural to write, flavor is grapefruit <laughs> yeah i had to write it off so as a as a drink but that's fine with me i mean i wasn't like a major coke fiend <laughs> Right. Were. Yeah. It's not like you were missing out on like. No, I just time. drink my lovely Dr. Pepper now and I'm very happy. But it wasn't just a time period thing because sometimes your body changes over time and those change. Because what happened was only a couple of years ago, I was going to the movies with Jenny and usually I get her to test all my drinks because when they give you a root beer, it looks exactly like Coca-Cola. Right. Okay. And if it causes me that, it's not worth me. Now, I can usually smell it and then you can smell the difference. But with the lid on and everything, mm-hmm. I say, hey, Jenny, do you want a sip? Can you test this for me? Right. That time I didn't. Oh, and they had no. given me Coca-Cola. Oh. And I hadn't had it in eight years. Oh. So I, I didn't even remember what it tasted like, to be honest. Mm. And so I had a sip and I was like, that doesn't taste like root beer, first of all. And it's like, oh God, is that Coca-Cola? I was like, hey, Jenny, is this Coke? And she's like, eh, yeah, it is. Aww. I'm like, ah, crap. And it, I only had a sip, so I thought it'd be okay. But no, just a sip. And I had a seizure the next day. Wow. And it was just from... Now, I didn't have to limit myself or drive it or anything because I knew where it came from specifically. And you knew to expect it in about 10 hours. Yeah. So okay. it, it, it was one of those things where I just made sure I was safe that day and expected it at some point. Right. And it was it takes about 10 hours for me for that particular drink. And I found that fascinating, but also strange, mm-hmm. like very, very specific. But those are the two that I avoid. I did a lot of research, as I tend to do, <laughs> about different food groups that people have had seizures. And lo and behold, a lot of it is if you're stressing out the body in different ways with your eating habits, it can cause seizures. So this is more of a broad thing and it's a yeah. very generalized Not necessarily. This part isn't necessarily fish. This is just yeah, this bodies. For everybody. But it, it affects fish a little more than other people. So We're special. We're very special. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> so special. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but, here, but here's the thing. 
If I told you that it's unhealthy to eat high amounts of sugar. I would believe you. Yeah. In that large amounts of aspartame. Yeah. You know, so replacement for sugar, but that yeah. one specifically, because uh-huh. uh, there's other ones, but aspartame specifically mm-hmm. is also one and oh. large amounts of gluten based diets. So if you're eating too much breads, too much things like this, it's all about how the body processes these things. Okay. And it's think of it as a net result of already being sensitive and already being in that realm that you might have a seizure. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're, you're a fish. You start having diets that have these type of things at too much levels. Like, so too much sugar in your diet, too much aspartame in your diet. Honestly, for people that drink nothing but diet, this diet, that, and it's all aspartame and too much gluten based diet. So you're eating too many breads. Your body has to process that stuff. And it's working like overtime. Yeah. And so it's stressing the body out. Right. So there's diets that are really good for fish. Mm-hmm. Now, lo and behold, some of the diets are just natural diets. It's like, make sure you get hit all the things get like you're your supposed greens, to. Get your greens, get your veg, get your fruit. Exactly. Yeah. And if you eat that, that's a good starting point. Mm-hmm. About And we're going to talk about other diets, but like there's the modified Atkins diet and there's the low glycemic index treatment are two of the other ones besides the keto one which we're going to be focusing on today yeah i'll tell you the stuff that i can't eat so grapefruit Mm -hmm. i can't have so there are a few things that i can't have not because they cause seizures but because they make my body go crazy okay i grew an intolerance to avocados Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, because Ben's family makes the most amazing, amazing guacamole. Oh. It's incredible. And well, you're saving the earth. So <laughs> avocados are killing the earth. <laughs> avocados taste really, really good. But like you, I had to process of elimination. I would have avocados and then a couple hours later, I would have to visit the toilet and I'd be stuck there for a while. Oh, wow. And I was, you know, I went like, oh, well, that must be a been something I ate and then a little while later had guacamole again and again that happened and then this happened about three times and then the fourth time I'm gonna tell you a really fun story oh I love fun stories fun stories are (laughs) fun okay so I had guacamole and I the next for like dinner like we made this huge thing of guacamole and just had like nachos for dinner and it was amazing and then the following day I really wasn't feeling well like I was really nauseous and I kept thinking it's probably because I haven't eaten enough, so I was, like, snacking on trail mix throughout the day. Okay. Because I needed to eat something light, and I just, like, really, really not feeling well. And this is when I was working downtown for a little while. And Ben came to pick me up, and I was still feeling really off, and I was thinking maybe, like, I'm detoxing early, so I popped my meds. And I'm like, okay, I'll be okay, I'll be okay. Get in the car, Ben's picked me up, we're driving home, and I start to feel really sick. Like, really sick. And I've been very quiet. So Ben goes, are you okay? And I roll down the window and I stick my head out the window (laughs) and I barf just all down the side of the moving vehicle on the highway. There's no stopping. And Ben shouts, not the car paint. (laughs) Not the car paint? It'll be fine. The car paint the car paint he was afraid that like the acid would hurt this we'd had this car for like two weeks oh (laughs) and he's worried about the car paint so i'm got my head like resting on the windowsill like i can't even move and all i'm thinking is you motherfucker are you serious Uh, right now so we finally like pull up 
and we pull up into the driveway, stop the car. I like hobble out and I turn to him. And even though my throat is just raw for from barfing for four blocks, I go, not the car paint. Just I couldn't believe you had said that. He's like, well, I asked if you were OK. <laughs> Well, and you responded. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> this is how I prove to you no. So, can't have avocados. I can't have jalapeno poppers. But oh, that's I, a shame. Those are good. I know. They're so good. I can have jalapenos. I can have cream cheese. Can't have jalapeno poppers. I can't have chicken noodle soup, like the Lipton stuff. Really? Well, it's really bad for you, so it's probably not a bad thing. Yeah. It's so much sodium. Sure. So much like they're not. But you get you get sodium in so many different sources. It's, yes, but this is like here have three days worth of sodium in this packet of things. Yeah. So it's not great for you. But I had it a couple days. Like I, I had. Does it, it make and, you feel ill or anything, or is it just not? Healthy? The things that I'm mentioning gives me the runs. Oh, okay. Like badly. Fair. That was the first time the avocados had done that to me. But okay. And maybe I had a bug instead. I don't know. But Ben and Harry didn't get sick. But yeah, I was like super not well from the avocados and but yeah there's like a small list of foods that will totally make me have to sit on the toilet for some time i've missed half a party like i found out wow that's really bad (laughs) yeah the jalapeno poppers my birthday party i was having made you pop and yeah i was like (laughs) people were leaving because it was so late they were like where's Liv?" and ben's like in the bathroom i'd been in there for like an hour i'm like why (laughs) i find that eating at restaurants and i think it's how they wash your dishes or something to that effect and i'm saying generals as an umbrella because there are a few that you're just, not like pointing your finger at no, a certain restaurant. Okay. No, no. It's just uh, I will go to the re- a restaurant and I will have to when I get home. And by the time I get home, it's processed a bit. I will be on the toilet for a little bit. Not a lot, but it's not going to be well formed. Let's I say that too. I feel like uh, I think a lot of restaurants have habits or yeah. things that they get into. And some of them are really good. And I try to stick to those restaurants. But, you know, restaurants, people want to go out and I don't mind going out. But I just know that I'll be on the toilet afterwards. Too much MSG. Definitely upsets my stomach. Okay. So I have to be careful which Chinese food restaurants I go to. And I love Chinese food. Yeah, Chinese food is good. Um, the way I found out that I was allergic to too much MSG was it was my one year anniversary with my high school boyfriend. Let's be careful about saying allergies because it's technically not an allergy. Intolerant. It's Intolerance. Yeah, a sensitivity. That my sister got on my case about that. She was like, yeah. you're not allergic. I'm like, intolerant? She's like... Fine. She was yeah. very like, well, I'm a doctor. Don't use that term. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, no, it's it makes a difference though because I'll I'll give you. No, an ex- I agree. With, I agree with you. There's a lot of people that do not take penicillin because they think they're allergic to it, and they're not. And they take away a large section of antibiotics mm-hmm. that are the best ones that we have. Right. And they, because they think they're allergic to it and they're not allergic to it. They have a sensitivity and a lot of people have sensitivity to penicillin, but are not allergic to it. Right. But they start saying that and the next thing they know, they're not taking those uh, when they have infections and it's actually very detrimental. So it's it, it that's why I get on it and I get it from the same point as her. I oh think. no, it's I like, totally understand. So yeah. if I go into anaphylactic shock or no, whatever, that's no. an allergy. I just sure. my I'm, body's very no, I might intolerant be to it. Being a little meh meh meh. Well, your sister no, was you, at you, but yeah. no, you're right though. I like I agree. You are right. It's just the term that everyone kind of automatically goes to. Sure. So. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But obviously, it's something that food-wise, if certain things definitely do not agree with you. If I have too much sugar, mm-hmm. definitely that will cause 
more not necessarily a seizure mm-hmm. more like i feel like i'm having a really long aura if i have way too okay. much sugar like i love myself some milk duds okay i love them so much and i had a full box at mm-hmm. a movie like i don't know it was like six months ago or something and i felt like i it wasn't it was more than a sugar high, which can be like vibrating and you're all excited. Yeah. This was my whole body was super uncomfortable. It felt like my body was having an anxiety attack when I was just like, I had milk duds. What's happening to my body? <laughs> um, so too much sugar will definitely do that. If I have more than three cups of coffee, I used to have like so much more when I was a teenager. Okay, if I had three cups of coffee, I'd be unmanageable. I, 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 I have my one coffee and it's usually a sugary kind of coffee yeah and then i'm done for the day and if i have anything more than that i'm not comfortable anyway yeah msg like the amount of msg in this one chinese food place landed me in the hospital ouch i was on a date and i i don't know what i thought was going on i just remember eating this like amazing chow mein of course it's super greasy which makes it even better and my stomach started like really hurting like stabbing pain in my side hard cramps hard core and not just like my periods on its way it was like it it was something else i'd never felt like that and i kept thinking like oh the diet coke will make it better so i kept drinking my diet soda (laughs) and then i'm getting like acid reflux from all the bubbles so i'm like what's going on anyway so like I'm clearly in a lot of pain. So my date takes my hand. He's like, okay, we're going to go. I'm going to call my mom and she's going to drive you to the hospital and drove me to the hospital. My date called my dad saying like, we're taking her to the hospital. Something's going on. My dad and my sister were about a 30 minute drive from the hospital. We were about a 20 minute drive from the hospital. They got there before us. They were waiting for us. Right. And I, again, I'm in like so much pain. They put me down on this hospital bed. And the first thing they asked was, are you pregnant? Which I get now. Yeah. Like now I get like, yeah, you're asking 15 year old, are you pregnant? It's not out of the realm of possibility, but I'm like, no. It's an easy, quick question. Yeah. It's, I get it. Like you just got to yeah. rule that off the table. But yeah. So then eventually I, w- I was there for four hours and they were like, yeah, you had too much MSG. I'm like, I thought I had appendicitis and you're telling me this was too much MSG. So yeah, that, yeah. that was a long rambling story about Chinese food, but God, Chinese food is so good. It is very good. But I mean, like in all things moderation yeah exactly but what it's like a plate of msg and noodles that's basically what i was eating and it caused horrible cramps so So, yeah (laughs) so the reason we're talking about this and obviously we want fish to have the best diets and so forth and everybody lifestyle yeah it's to be okay a lot of it is just balanced diets we're going to look at the ketogenic diet specifically Mm -hmm. because next episode surprise no no (laughs) okay now (laughs) <laughs> we'll talk about it next episode. Okay. Tune in in two weeks. Exactly. <laughs> so we're talking about diets here. So ketogenic diet is the one we're going to focus on. I'm going to briefly talk about the modified Atkins diet and the low glycemic index treatment. Okay. I'm are- going to be here in the background just commenting because I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, you did far more research than me. So I'll be like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. This research last... Uh, I was doing this last night at work, and I had three people yelling at me. Only one of them was a patient. Two of them were other staff. And this was something that 
didn't need to happen. It's not like something like this must happen now. And it's like, no, they had their own little things that one was squabbling about the uh, workforce, how many people were on at that time. So it wasn't important. Right. It okay. Was, and the other person just wanted my help for something else. And then Jenny texted me at the same time. It was like, I need you to proofread this uh, message I'm sending to work. And I'm like, oh, God, like I, had, I was literally getting pulled in like four different directions. Meanwhile, trying to write this script. You're like, shut up. I'm working on the keto diet. <laughs> yeah, it was it was funny. But at the same time, I'm glad I'm done and I'm glad I'm here now. But anyways, did you want to start us with the what you had on a ketogenic diet? OK, I did. I did some research and I was actually put on this diet when I was, I think I was like 13. I was like Mm -hmm. pretty, it was not long after my brain surgery. And I was put on it. I remember not being told why I was being put on it. So I thought my dad was calling me fat. Okay. So that yeah. was that was the beginning. The clarity the, there was not yeah. transparent. So I remember no sugars at all. Like I wasn't allowed to have fruit, no no bread, no fruit. This and is this is a really good diet for someone that likes savory. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't eat meat. I was a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. So they were like, "You get to live off of these vegetables." And it was like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) So, yeah, that's when I started drinking a lot of Diet Coke because that was like, there was nothing I wasn't allowed to have in there. Yeah. And I didn't really know what aspartame was then. So, but yeah, that was, it was, it was really rough. Like I wasn't allowed to eat anything. I can only imagine. It's, it was like, and I didn't understand why either. And I was like losing a lot of weight. And They should have been a lot clearer on that one. Yeah. I remember going to see like a doctor and he was like, you can't have this. You can't have this. You can't have this. And I'm like, why are you doing this to me? Did I do something wrong? Was chopping my head open not enough for you? Like, oh my God. Yeah, so I understand that it can help a lot of people who, especially kids whose medications aren't working. And that's great that it can help them. But at this point, I feel like for me, it was too late. Like I was on medications and no, they weren't like getting rid of them completely. And no, they weren't able to remove all of my tumors. But... It's like, how about you have like this happy kid who gets to eat in moderation the stuff that she would like and be happier instead of forcing this diet, which it didn't do anything. There is a reason. Piss her off? No, no. The way they set that up sounds like they did a terrible job of informing you because a 13 year old can understand Mm -hmm. uh, certain things if you explain it. I mean, 13 year olds aren't stupid. I would have said no anyway. If they had asked, like, would it be okay if you didn't eat sugar anymore? I'd be like, oh, that's totally fine. One of the studies I read. Okay. And they were testing whether the ketogenic diet was good for fish. Right. Mm -hmm. They didn't use those words, mind you. No, (laughs) it was practically invented for us, though. Effectively. In like the 30s. 1920s. Yeah. Yeah. And so they did this study and it was about with about 150 children. A lot of these studies were on children, but they're also finding these days they're doing more studies on adults and it can be effective for adults as well. Okay. But there's less paperwork to back it up right now. So they're still doing studies on that. But there's a quite a lot because it's from the 1920s and it, they've been using it consistently in that form. The idea is that diet rich in fats builds up a lot of ketones because you're getting all your energy from the fats rather than the carbohydrates that we typically get our energy from. Yeah. A lot of people get their energy from those kind of from things. From carbs. Yeah. Like, that's why people will like carbo load before a marathon, then a, Absolutely. a marathon or something. So they got all that energy and they build it up. 
Now, ketones, and I wasn't able to figure out from the studies I was reading why that was an effect, but they know it is. So let's go with the fact that they know consistently this, like this on this one study and a couple other studies I read, what was happening was these ketones would build up in the system and they helped regulate a lot of people. Like and we're talking like 50 to 60% of the children they studied. Now, about 12 or 13 of these children of the 120 or so they had couldn't stick to the diet. Uh, it's hard. It's it's a hard diet to stick to. So the problem with it is you have to be pretty strict with it. Holy it's, crap. It's, yeah. It, yeah, you don't. It's one of these things where you, oh, I, I'll, I'll do the diet this day and not this day kind of thing. Yeah, you can't uh, have cheat days. It just completely no. throws it off. The yeah, whole it, it idea is the to purpose. reach ketosis. And that can take two weeks. So if you have like a cheat day and say like, okay, I'm going to have a small box of Smarties or whatever there, you have to start all over again. Exactly. And that's why it's very difficult. Like, so if you're a savory person, it's a good diet. If you're not a, a sugar person, you know, it's a good diet. But if you are, it's going to be a difficult one to follow. Yeah. So you need someone on your side to like be there and make sure like you basically have to have someone spotting you. Yeah. Now, the the good news is that the large majority, uh, 60, I think it was around 60 percent, even up to 70 percent of the children they tested this on had a reduction in seizures from 50 to 90 percent. And that's great. Like It's a massive reduction. Absolutely. Um, these kids were they had two seizures a day minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were talking about kids that had pretty extreme versions. It's mainly this. ones that like medication wasn't doing the trick. So exactly. Let's do this. Yeah. Too, or- so this would be a useless yeah. diet for me one i wouldn't be able to stick on it and <laughs> two I, I could i could probably do it for a while to lose some weight because it is a good one to lose weight you, on. you can lose a lot of weight really quickly that's one of the reasons that is the reason why people who don't do it for like a medical reason will do it because it's infamous for making you lose a lot of weight really quickly yeah because the body takes a while to get used to oh this is my new food source this is the new yeah, you place lose I'm a lot gonna... of water weight first and then it and then like you actually like drop poundage yeah but it's also limited protein so the problem with the limited protein is like they control a lot of things now you can have protein but it's limited protein it's a measured amount from what i am so sorry i really disagree with you it's like protein and fat and that's all you can have protein fat and but the energy is coming from the fat no, the protein. Well, protein doesn't... It, it, it's as for ATP versus fat, which has nine ATP. Okay, I feel like I disagree with you. Okay. <laughs> now, you I can, feel like it's the other way around, but I could be wrong. Okay, it, the reason fat we have fat in our bodies is because it's energy storage, right? Oh, that's true. Right? Do and we ask Dr. Google? Do we do it? Go right ahead. Okay, hang on. How should I... <laughs> But here's the thing. Protein is uh, like meats, for instance. Yeah. They're, they're, you need meats. You need protein for your body to well, fuel no, the that's, body. You, but you, so you need it. So it's what I'm saying is it's limited. Okay. So the, but the energy source okay. is primarily the fats because fats, the reason we carry fat on our body and not little sacks of sugar or something uh, <laughs> <laughs> is because it has a higher ATP. Now, ATP is, well, I forget what the exact terminology, okay, but it is Google. the energy, it is the energy of the body body all right and the 
proteins and things like that, like meat, for instance, has about four ATP per unit, right? So that's how much you're getting per. Yeah. That's your energy. And we're breaking it down right to the molecular level at this point. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, the fat has nine <laughs> ATP, so it is okay. much higher in energy. The So yeah, the protein is, you, you need it for other reasons. It, it has the building blocks for muscles and things like that. Mm-hmm. So think of that as like building your house. So protein is the strength, well, fat is the energy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you, this is why when people are in survival mode out in the woods or something like that, it's better to eat uh, fatty fish, things like that. It will give you more energy. You could behead a pig and eat the body. Yeah. Yeah, you could. (laughs) Um, But eating leaves and stuff like that won't last you out in the woods because you're not getting energy from that at all. There's no fats there. Now, fats, though, the thing about carbs, the reason we're so carb hungry as humans is that it's a very quick conversion to fat. So it's changing into fat uh, very fast. Mm -hmm. That's why we gain weight so easily with carbs. It's the body is storing it. Right. It's a great energy source. Mm-hmm. But then when we're eating just fats, it has to break down right from there. And there's a number of processes like it's like 10 or 15 different steps to get it to energy to our bodies. Yeah. Yikes. Whereas carbs, it's like four or five. So it takes like a long time for the body to even get used to not having all of these carbs. Coming, yeah. Especially if you're like a huge pasta person. Yeah. So what's happening is with carbs, it's so much easier to get energy from them. Yeah. Um, it, the process is smaller. So you're working harder with fats. This is why you lose weight. Yeah. Your, even your body though is like, okay, we got to turn all this, like the steak into energy as opposed to like the bag of chips you didn't eat yesterday. Yeah. And it's a, it's so much bigger process. And so you lose weight because mm-hmm. even though the energy there is kind of contained in the fat, the body has to process it longer. And this is why you also feel completely out of energy for the first few weeks of doing the ketogenic diet yeah. is that it takes a long time for the body to get used to doing all that extra work just to get the energy. It's so brutal. Usually when you think of diet, you're thinking, okay, I'll only eat leafy greens and I'll be hungry all the time. And yeah, yeah this is something so different that... And a lot of people feel very full eating this kind of foods. It's it's a rough diet to do. But luckily, I do have two other ones um, that are modified versions of the ketogenic diet. Yeah. And one is, well, one's a modified version and the other one is something a little bit different. And, and Atkins, right? Because they're very, they're similar, but not. It's, it's called the modified Atkins okay. diet. So yes, you're right. It has a similar idea, but the way this works, it's less restrictive. You don't have to weigh food, for instance. on the, Like on the ketogenic diet, they really want you to weigh your portion sizes yeah. and everything. So you get as much as you need. What it does is it doesn't do weighing but it does portion control Mm -hmm. so you get x amount of this x amount of this and x amount of this in a general sense so if you're eating this much of this the equivalent amount for the other food for the fatty foods is going to be higher but it's going to be less carbs comparatively so it's like 20 percent. so if you did a fist size amount of your uh creams butters oils things like that the things you're getting your fats from mm-hmm. then you're going to have a like a couple fingers worth of uh carbs so yeah. it still gives you that energy and it's much easier to stick to as a diet mm-hmm. uh and in general and you're still allowed sugars and stuff like you're still allowed to have like an apple and it's not like exactly and the it's end n- of the world or whatever exactly so a lot of people find that that one's a little easier to stick to and i can see why yeah the other one is the low glycemic index treatment so blood sugars 
Okay. So when you're talking blood sugars, the reason our blood sugar spikes, of course, is we eat stuff that's carbish, you know, like you got a lot of carbs in it and it gets in the body and the body processes it and then it goes to your blood sugars. And then you got, of course, your pancreas starts letting out all of that wonderful, your insulin. <laughs> yeah. And that starts processing it down and then it goes in your body and you're good to go, right? Mm-hmm. What they try to do with the low glycemic index and your glycemic index is the number associated with how much sugar is in your blood. So you standing there, me standing here. roughly should be between four and seven okay as a glycemic index this is when they take your blood and they have that little sensor that they put no i was a diabetic when i was on okay so you already know so i know this diet yeah i I was on this diet for nine months well like uh How'd that go? six i really wanted to i don't eat doritos because too much msg Mm -hmm. and when i was pregnant i was like I'm going to eat Doritos. I was so excited because I was allowed to eat all this junk food that I never really allowed myself to eat, at least not without feeling guilty. And I would have some Doritos like every day and I would have donuts and I would eat cheese biscuits and it was so amazing. And there were carbs and there was sugar everywhere. And I was pregnant, so I allowed to eat it. And then they're like, you're diabetic. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and like, I... I had been told, like, oh, no, you're skinny. You're not going to get diabetes. So when I, like... That's not how it works. I had to go in. I had to drink this disgusting, like, orange crush, which... Like flat orange crush with sugar added. That's what it tasted like. But weird sugar, like like Splenda, which isn't okay. sugar, but you know Splenda tastes kind of like it doesn't taste right. Uh, it doesn't taste right exactly. It tasted like that. They drew my blood. I drank that. I sat there for two hours. They drew my blood again, and then I left. And then the following day, I had a doctor's appointment. They're like, "You're a diabetic until you have the baby," and I'm like, "What happened?" So I had to go and get like the little thing that pricks your finger and then there are like these little strips that I had to like put my blood on and then it would calculate like the number I was at and I couldn't go above 4.6 and I was given like these this meal control like there were like plain greek yogurt and maybe put a little bit of orange in there so it has some flavor and doesn't taste like you're eating sour cream Mm. and no it it was a really really sucky diet i hated it and my friend frank is uh type 1 diabetic and i was able to like bond with him over that oh he's got he's he manages it really well he's actually got some really interesting stories the type one for our audience is the ones that are born with it. So they it usually comes about when they're children and they find out later. Type two they found is out the a ones, lot later. Yeah. Type two is the ones that something, usually eating habits, has developed them to the point where they now need either insulin or metformin, which is a, an oral drug. And it costs so much money. I've, yeah. It's so terrible. Yeah. So when, so I was diabetic for six and a half months and I was... Which, oh my God, and I know this sounds so silly, but I was pregnant throughout the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And you know those cherry oranges? Yes, the I love chocolate them. chocolate oranges, they're my favorite chocolate, okay? If you ever wonder, like, hmm, I want to get something for live, what should I get? <laughs> Terry's get me chocolate. a cherry orange. They are my favorite thing. And they only sell them And they're Christmas-based. Sometimes you'll find them, like, it's Remembrance Day, let's give oranges. I don't know, like... 
yeah. that'll happen because you know Remembrance Day and then Christmas. So. And the great thing about them is you get to smack them I on know. a table, and then they open like a flower, and you're just like, it's a flower, so it's healthy, and you eat the whole thing, and it's so good. And I couldn't have any, so I'm not safe around those things because I, I will, will eat the I, whole thing. I will eat the whole thing in one sitting. I know, me too, and I don't do that. I'm really good about eating like half a chocolate bar or yeah. something. I'm usually really good about that. But these oranges are so. Fu- if you haven't had them. Please go get a Terry Orange. Please. Jenny absolutely hates them. And I will have the ones she doesn't <laughs> eat. And my sister doesn't like them either. She would get them in a stocking It seems every one year. or the other. Like people yeah. either love them or, or hate, hate them. them. And I love them. So I had, I bought five and I put them in the freezer knowing that as soon as Harry came out, I would be allowed to eat them. Right. So a few weeks later, Harry was born uh, mid-January. So I'm uh, a few weeks later, got my feet in the stirrups and I'm pushing and I'm so tired. I just don't want to do it anymore. I'm so tired. I've been in labor for 19 hours. I just want to stop. And they go, and I'm not, I'm not making this up. Mm. They actually say, do it for the chocolate. (laughs) Well, they know your motive then, don't they? I know, because they knew I was diabetic. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. And out he came and then literally like people were asking, can we get you something? And I'm like, in my freezer, there are chocolate oranges. (laughs) Go and get them. Oh, that's fantastic. (laughs) Oh my God. I love them so much. (laughs) Yeah. um, Oh, what is the term? Uh, Gestational diabetes is uh, one of those ones that's, it sucks, but it's one of those things that at least, you know, there's an end to it for most of the time. 1% will Yeah, a small percentage will keep it, unfortunately. I didn't. I didn't, which is great. But there's like a chance Harry might have it later. Not a big chance, but there's a chance that Harry may have it later in life. Yeah, but there's also a a small chance that you keep the diabetes. I was tested already. Yeah. So it might come back later on. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, you know, we're going to save a little bit of our further stuff on diets for next episode. Yeah, let's just, why do you say we sign off so this episode isn't a million minutes long? That sounds wonderful. Yeah, we're going to give your ears okay. a break. Hey, hey, Liv, how about you give us a shout out? Okay. Hi, Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. <laughs> I know you're listening. Yeah, you're listening. Hi, Lindsay. This is for you. Shout out. Yeah, that's a good friend of ours who listens to our podcast religiously. We love you. Yes, we love you, Lindsay. You kick ass. And say hi to Grayson and James. Excellent. I got a fits of laughter for you. Okay, make me laugh. Okay. This is a doctor one. Okay. So the doctor says to the nurse, nurse. How is that young girl doing that uh, swallowed 10 quarters last night? The nurse says, no change yet. <laughs> I thought that one was actually kind of funny. Okay, I like for a dad that joke, that's pretty I funny. I like that. I like that for not a dad. That was a very good dad joke. I really liked it. Yeah, that's that was great. <laughs> I feel like that's also something someone might actually say. Like, wait for your moment to make this joke. Yeah, <laughs> and you waited 10 years and now you can finally pull yeah. it out. Yeah, he's like, stop everything. I need to word this so well. <laughs> um, okay, so this episode was a little everywhere, but um, I think it was fun. It was a shepherd's pie. It was, but uh, it, diets aren't necessarily a really exciting topic because no one likes dieting. But uh, yeah, but it's also th- very interesting. I think we hit on a lot of interesting oh, yeah, points. Oh yeah, for so. sure. So you can reach out to us at fishoutofwater101 at outlook.com. Our Twitter handle is at fishpodcast. My Instagram is at live.wigancarswell. And Steve, do you remember your 
Instagram? No. Nope, neither do I. So you're going to have to... Do, One of these days, I'll write it down. Yeah, just write it down. I can add it into... I got like four pictures on there. I have more pictures of you on my page than, than you I have, have on, on my own. own page. Wow, okay. And I have a lot of selfies, too. So anyway, <laughs> our Facebook page is Fish Out of Water, colon, Carpe Diem. And that's today's episode. Carpe Diem. Get it?